welcome to Hannah's heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that he's enough. Hi, this is Kendra. And I'm Ann. And you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. We're glad to have you here. <laughs> we are. My brain was facing Kendra. We have it. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered your name, though. You're good. And I, I, I'm recovering from a cold, so I sound like a chain smoker over here. Oh, my word. My We're brain was gone. It. I was trying to look it. up a Bible verse that came to my mind all of a sudden. I was like, uh, Ann. My name is Ann. <laughs> You're here. You got oh, it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm here without my work tag, but I'm here. I'm well, here. for those of you that are just joining us, this is a show all about... Um, couples struggling with infertility or considering adoption, um, fostering. Um, however, God is building your family. We um, want to be here to encourage you along the way. Right. I think today's show might surprise people what we're talking about. Yes. Because it's most of our shows are about infertility. Yeah, couples who are already married. Yes. And that is definitely why this ministry started. But I feel mm. like over the last year, we've kind of shared all kinds of stories, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's adoption, losing a child. Yeah. So multiple of yeah. our shows have had to be two and three, four shows because right. we, you know, one family can experience so many different types of things. Yeah. So, but we have um, not had anybody who um, dealt with desiring to have a child, mm-hmm. but was not yet married. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. hits a lot of faithful people, it a does. lot of faithful Christians who are waiting for God to bring that spouse into their life. And they have a desire for family. Right? Um, maybe, maybe they have a desire for even ministry of pouring into another human being yeah. and they don't know what to do with that. Right. Um, well, that segues perfectly into today's guest. Um, I would like to introduce you guys to a dear friend of mine, Caitlin, who um, I just background story. All right. So we we knew each other from a, um, a traveling ministry um, that did um, tumbling and used that to spread the gospel in college. Um, and um, we were roommates on tour one year. And oh, I remember uh, being in a room with Caitlin at night. And you know how girls talk about boys and just comes up and stuff. Anyways, we were just open, openly sharing our hearts. And I remember Caitlin telling me, I'm committed to wait for the Lord's timing on who he brings into my life, no matter mm-hmm. how long. And I don't remember the exact words that she said, but she said, um, my, I'm, I want to go on an adventure with God and serve him in life and ministry. And that's more important to me, even though I do desire a husband, um, I want to do it God's way. Wow. And Caitlin, I don't know if you even remember that conversation, but I don't think you know how much of a lasting impact it had on my life mm. and encouraging me 
to be faithful and to wait on God's timing. So do you remember that conversation by chance? <laughs> it's okay if you don't. Hello. Yeah, no, that is so sweet. I do not remember that <laughs> Isn't that the but... thing? Sometimes we have huge, meaningful moments and like we don't even know what impact that's we're so having. True. That just means lives. it wasn't us. That exactly. means that oh, that's probably true. just true Holy Spirit like speaking from my heart to yours. Mm. And I, I trust it was the truth. It does sound accurately like me in the, <laughs> my, uh, my early early late 20s. Well, I have watched you, Caitlin, over the Mm -hmm. last several years. You have literally been a mama to the world. Mm. Um, You have, God has taken you on this crazy adventure literally all over the world. I'm going to let you tell our listeners where all you've been and um, how Mm -hmm. God kind of brought your heart into missions and fulfilled your heart's desire Mm -hmm. to pour into um, Mm -hmm. young people. Um, but, uh, first let's back up. Um, let's go to, to young Caitlin. What did you picture when you were a little girl? Like, did you think, oh, I'm going to be married and have 2.3 kids or like, is that not (laughs) something you even desired? Um, no, it, it probably was probably before I got into, um, just a life with Jesus and all that he had to offer. I probably just assumed like, yes, my life has to look like everybody else's. I knew at like a really young age, like elementary, I thought I was going to have all these boyfriends and <laughs> I just thought that that's what girls did and yeah. that's how we got validated. Um, and So I probably did thought I was going to have a really predictable life. You know, uh, most kids just expect the only thing that they see is their parents. So they think life is going to be like my parents. Um, And I'm just really glad the Lord loved me and my family enough not to keep me in that um, expectation of what the world wants. Mm -hmm. Um, So and then um, that was like probably my family expectations. But then as a kid growing up, I just shot for the moon. I wanted to go to the Olympics. Um, wow. As an athlete, I wanted to move to Africa and live with the gorillas. Like I was not thinking I small. <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> yeah. Once the Lord got a hold of me, he he still just like dreamed big and yeah, sent me all over the world as uh, my heart changed. And uh, you did to make it more, to Africa. Like his desires. <laughs> I did, and I did make it to the Olympics last year to help out. Uh, wow. With broadcasting. So it's just fun how how mm. the Lord does does hear your dreams. So. But yeah, he did bring me back to Africa and um, heard that heart's cry. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about God calling you into missions. When did you feel that call in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I found the Lord around middle school is when my family kind of came to know Jesus. And um, long story short, I was um, I was a pretty religious kid and the Lord's freed me a lot of that. Um, and I just love the relationship with Jesus now, but I was not, I was not a bright kid. So I went to a, um, youth conference one summer and they have, it's the, um, kind that's like a week long and you Mm. go to like, um, little seminars and then you have worship, um, at night, really, really great, but I was not paying attention. And so the class I went to was called a mission for your life. And I thought they were going to tell me, the mission for my life. I was like, cool, this is it. I'm coming out of here with a plan. (laughs) Yes. I didn't know what I was doing as a high schooler. Um, But no, it was just a really sweet um, teaching about what a mission trip is. Mm -hmm. And that was 2001. And then I can't even believe my parents did this, but like then 9-11 happens, right? And changes the world. Mm -hmm. But the next summer I went on my first mission trip to England and I have been traveling ever since. Wow. So that's... um, yeah, that's when I like that whole that same conference in summer. I gave my 
little high school heart, um, mm. my whole self to Christian ministry. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I knew I just, I needed to serve God in some big way. <laughs> well, give us the flyby overview of some of the main um, places you've gone and ministry type things that you've done. Sure. Um, so that was high school and sometime in college, I think like some really good friends brought, introduced me into youth ministry. And that's when, um, I just fell in love with youth ministry and, um, we'll probably talk about this more, but like, that's where my heart grew for, for young kids. Um, and so after college, um, I was able to go on the world race, um, which is a, short-term mission program for young adults. Um, and it's developed so much since I went, um, in one of their premier trips, but, um, that took me to Southeast Asia, Africa, Eastern Europe, Central America, um, that, and along with other like trainings and other organizations, um, I've been around, but, um, you have been like around. People, like, <laughs> I've been around, <laughs> been around the world, seen people, um, from all the, over the world, seen kids in every, um, so many lights. Um, so when are you writing I, I a to, book? <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like I need more life experience. Oh, oh my like, goodness. <laughs> With these interview prep questions, I feel like, oh, wait, no, God has done stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Every time <laughs> I, I look at your Facebook. People. Oh, you go ahead. Yeah, it says something different, right? Yeah, well, you have a picture of, like, kids surrounding you and young people mm-hmm. um, just, and I just see their hearts and their eyes glowing and the, the love that mm-hmm. I know that they've felt from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, long story short, with all my travels, I landed back um, in Africa. So I'm living in West Africa right now. And it's sweet to joke with people that like, I loved Africa before I loved Jesus. And so it just reiterates <laughs> like the deep, like the depth of your soul, like what we long for, the Lord knows that. Mm-hmm. And so he brings it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump into what does um, your desire for a spouse look like through the last 20 years of all, sure. all of these travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so being in some kind of area of ministry, um, the, the female to male count is not equal. Um, <laughs> so in the early twenties, late twenties, early thirties, um, you're traveling around and you're doing ministry with families. Um, and if it's not family, it's a single woman. Um, very rarely um, do you just like see a single male. And so mm. that already just makes it challenging because you don't have that option. Come on, fellas. Um, you got to <laughs> answer the call here. <laughs> God calls us both. He does. Um, so you just have to... Um, mm. ah, I don't know. It's just hard to respond to that. Mm. Like um, just in that environment, like you have the desire, but like it's like... No opportunity. Um, yeah, no opportunity. Um, bad comparison, but it's like being in Asia and wanting cheese. Mm. You don't have a lot of cheese. You know, <laughs> you have to go to France to get the really good cheese. Um, mm. uh, so it just wasn't there. And so I was, I was content. Um, but my first hurdle was like early twenties because every single member in my family got married at twenty three, mm. oh, wow. and um, I think I put there that expectation on me that yeah. I was like, Oh gosh, like, like I had mentioned as, as a kid, I just thought I had to do life like my parents did and like my brother did. And 23 came and went very quickly. And, um, I was still in a season of growing and maturing. And so 
I didn't have relationships, but I had, you know, those girly crushes and the fantasies and the infatuations and nothing was reciprocated. And so I just thought for a few years, I just thought I was like broken. Mm -hmm. Um, like nothing's Mm. happening. Um, but in the, in the meantime, like the Lord would give me these amazing like assignments to travel and to love the world. And so, um, I think, um, what got me through at least in my twenties was just focusing on the, the work that the Lord had for me to do as well as just my relationship with him and like what he was doing within my heart. I got so much Mm. like good, deep soul healing in Mm. my twenties, um, that let me know I was loved and I was blessed just as I was, um, that the concern for a husband like kind of faded, um, as I was just more concerned with like, Lord, how can I please you? How can I love you? Which I feel like is right where the Lord wants us to get, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We use the scripture a lot on this show about, um, you know, if you delight yourself in the Lord, then he'll mm-hmm. give you the desires of your heart and how that's often uh-huh. wrongly interpreted to mean yes. um, you just get anything you want. But I really think uh-huh. the Lord places his desires in your heart the closer that you get yeah. to him. He puts you know, mm-hmm. like he gave you a heart for the world, a heart for people that not that the desire for a hunger or hunger for a husband ever left, but it, that that mm-hmm. ache became less achy as you were fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, did you find it exactly ful- fulfilling? Your, your time did I find your, it fulfilling? Yeah, your ministry time with people. No, the ministry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I um, discovered I was a people person because um, I grew up with a lot of fear. I was such a shy kid. Like even in college when I knew you, I just, I, I was just shy. And so after a lot of freedom and healing um, from the Lord, I discovered I loved people. And so that's what made my ministry and like like traveling because you just jump into different cultures, different languages. Like I loved experiencing like who people were. Kids all over the world are exactly the same. they're fun. They're rambunctious. They do cartwheels everywhere. Um, so like, you know, the tumbler in us is like, woo, I can have fun with you. Um, and yeah, the Lord was just showing me like how to love others. And that was a huge growth point that I had to do as a single person as well. Like I loved God, but I didn't love people. And I, I had to learn how to do that, um, appropriately. Um, and in the light of Jesus, like, I think before he could would ever want to share me with like a spouse, you know? Mm. So with all of that mm. traveling, you have new relationships formed, but probably not a lot of deep long-term relationships. Is that right? Or were mm-hmm. you staying in some places yeah. longer? Um, I, it was like short term all over the place until like the last four years when I've been based in West Africa. And that's a really good question. I think like as the Lord warmed my heart to love people well, um, how he designed me is I just, um, and know, knowing people come and go like just in different seasons. And because that's just like the life of somebody in ministry, when the Lord says go, you have to be obedient. So people come and go. Mm -hmm. I think for me, he just prepared my heart and made me super content with like Caitlin and you, you cast a wide net and whoever's supposed to be in your life, mm. they'll be in your life. Um, and if not, then I get to wish them peace and blessings and they, they're just, they were just for a season, you know, and that's made me, um, really content. Um, even in the last four years, like I worked at a school and it's a uh, very transient, like 
uh, workers coming in and out. Um, but like one of the best, best girlfriends was my first roommate and we're still super close. So we still mm-hmm. talk, but then other roommates of mine, not so much. And then like mm-hmm. being content with like, you love exactly who is in front of you and the Lord gets to do the rest. Like he gets to determine like, yes, this person stays in your life. Whereas like, no, the 20 people that, uh, left uh, our school last year they don't like in that they mm. were just for a season so appreciating yeah the people I had a right long of season of singleness as well and I yeah um, would see the beautiful way that God would weave people in and out of my life exactly when I need them mm-hmm. like there was this tapestry mm-hmm. being made mm-hmm. um, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's great because God said that it, you know it's not good for a man to be alone um, but mm-hmm. even in the if God calls a person to forever singleness um, or temporary mm-hmm. sing- singleness He's designed us to live in community, and hundred percent, um, he, he yeah. has a way for mm-hmm. to to fulfill that that need. Caitlin, mm-hmm. what would you say to anybody who might be um, listening to this broadcast? Let's say there's a, a single young lady who really desires to be a wife and a mom. Um, that is okay. a burning desire in her heart. Um, she mm-hmm. wants to pour into children and just to give of herself. But God has not brought a, a mm-hmm. person along. Um, what kind of encouragement mm-hmm. might you give to someone like that? Yeah, no, that definitely hits. It hits so close at home. It's it, it hurts me because even the last uh, four years, even the last year, as I was being pursued by my husband and getting married, you could just see the pain on single women's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I want to tell these lovely, lovely ladies is that you are so supremely loved. Mm -hmm. absolutely loved like you are not broken you are not wrong there is nothing damaged about you whatever your past may look like um the lord loves you and you are just in his season right now um whatever they that might look like please be patient in the wait and let the lord work in your heart um because he is just delighting in his um private time with you and Mm. he doesn't want to share you yet Mm. and um that verse like that you guys share like it's it's not cliche the lord knows 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 the desire of your heart and when we um sit with him and come to that moment of peace and contentment like he gets to make um whatever we want come to come to pass like on his timing and on his terms. And when that happens, it becomes so much more of a blessing. Like it's nothing that we've earned. It's just like his love and his grace. Um, I think he lets us enjoy the, the those presents and those gifts um, more. So just single ladies, you are loved. Please be patient and just keep praying to daddy, God, mm-hmm. even with tears, like he, he hears you. You are mm-hmm. not forgotten. What about the lady that Mm -hmm. says, but right now I have this desire to pour into children. What am I supposed to do with this? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. There is no lack of children on this world. If you can't find a child to love, I give me a call because they are all Because we can find you some. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. In in the States, there's organizations, there's after school programs, um, there's coaching, there's some gift in you that you can share, um, with kiddos and don't let yourself, your love be selfish saying that, no, I can't get a kid now, or no, I can't do anything to kid with kids until like I get a spouse or like, that's, it's just absolutely false. There's like something innate in us, how God made women that, that we are just maternal and we are made to love others. Mm -hmm. Um, as I was thinking about this question, even 
So my dad has two older sisters, not neither one of them have kids and they, and they joke that they have no maternal bone in their body. But one aunt um, is such a gracious host and she takes people in all the time. And the mm. other one cares for pets, like anybody's animal. She is right there um, taking care of those animals. So there's just something in us that needs to love others. Mm. And so I get that. Um, and if that is not your own child yet, like from birth or adoption, like there's still so many kids um, to be loved, even older kids. My my preference and my my special heart goes towards high schoolers mm -hmm. and they are um, crazy and they have hormones <laughs> and they are ridiculous, but they don't know, um, they really, they don't know fully yet how they are loved. So what's, right. what's wrong with one more adult speaking life yeah. um, into, you know, um, them, them and loving them as, as they need it. Um, and that's the community. That's the body that, you know, someday later they'll bless others with because we're pouring into that next generation. And it, and it takes a selfless heart to pour into somebody who is not going to write you a Mother's Day card, but to treat them yep. as if they, you know, are your family. That's right. self, that's the love of Christ to do right. that. I have mm -hmm. a friend right now. She's single. I think she, I think think she just turned 40 and she's a foster mom mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i mean fo foster parenting's hard with a husband and wife but right. by yourself mm -hmm. but she you know she, she yeah. had that feeling in her heart was to do that she's actually a children's counselor as well mm. that's um but that's how and she she's, just responded yeah that's how she's loving mm -hmm. on babies before she has any of her own there's so many creative yeah. ways that God can fulfill that desire in your heart. I remember mm -hmm. when I was single, um, there were some, um, I, I was involved in a ministry of um, young girls, middle school to high school um, that came mm -hmm. from some really broken homes and um, I had them over in my house one day and I was teaching them to make pizza. And I mean, this is like the, Aww. you know, add, like it's a mix, like, <laughs> you know, really easy. But they had never done anything in the kitchen. And so I had little stations that they were doing and we were all cooking and I let them wear aprons and I overheard one of them. Um, they said, what if like Miss Kendra was like our mom and we were all like her, her daughters. Oh, and my Aww. heart just exploded because the Lord spoke to me in that moment. And mm. he said, don't think that I'm wasting your maternal desire That's to right. pour into people. Mm. Um, these kids, like if, if you were you know married in this season, you, your interest would be divided. You'd have to be taking care of your family. You right. wouldn't be available to the kingdom to be used in this way, in this moment. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. so grateful for the, the time of singleness that the Lord gave me, but enough of that. I want to launch into the next part of your story, Caitlin, because I have not even heard it. I know <laughs> there is a man that you are married to, but I do not I know the do. details. So please tell us. Yeah. So, um, so just to put it in numbers, so I am 37 now. So yeah, way past the 23 <laughs> years old <laughs> that I expected. Um, but I have been living and working in West Africa. Um, I'm going on five years now. So four years ago, I moved here um, to take up a position as a media arts teacher at an international school. And right before that, um, I like I was trying the online dating thing. Like it was a moment when I was like, I was still I was content, but I was like, Ooh. how Again, does the Lord like, want no to bring this person? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. How does <clears throat> how does the Lord want to? So I tried online dating in the States um, for a few months before I moved to Africa and <laughs> 
all weird. Did not work. <laughs> I never had peace about it, but I tried it. And so I was like, I, I tried, Lord. That, that's fine. Um, but what was funny, and I bring that up, is because as soon as I moved to West Africa, um, I had been around the world, but the only culture shock I was getting at that moment was like, oh, I cannot date like an American anymore. Um, we didn't have single guys um, working at our school. Like everybody else spoke a different language. So I was like, wow. So like, really, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and um, that first year I taught at the school, um, I was content. That's when I met my uh, super good friend, my roommate. And so we were all like single girls and I was content, but um, it's, it still just was in my mind. I was like, I, oh, how old was I at the mo that moment? Like 33, 34. And um, at the end of that first school year, HR came to me and they were like, hey, do you want to sign on for another like three year contract? And the, no joke. My only first thought was like, I'll be how old when I leave here and I'll still <laughs> right. be single, you know, like super, super like convinced that like, if I stay in this environment, um, and that was just me thinking on worldly terms, I had no idea what God would do and it gets really mm. good. But, um, <laughs> at first year I was just like, if I stay here, I'm going to be single for a long time. But I signed on because I loved the kids and I just had to be obedient. Like I had to spend those, those four years teaching high schoolers and middle schoolers just because my love had to be, you know, poured out mm -hmm. in that way. But, um, so assuming I would still be single, um, turns out I work, w worked with my husband. He was what? the PE teacher, <laughs> what? um, helping in elementary, but because I was working with the big kids, my whole first year, we didn't, we didn't talk at all. So, um, ah. after he's, uh, two, after two years, um, then he finally asked me out long story short, we got married four months ago. Tell us his name real quick. His name is Enza, and I love him very much. And oh. you guys are so in love in all of your pictures. I wish we had longer to heal the Hallmark story of your romance because yeah, God's, that's okay. God's ways of writing our story are so beautiful. And Caitlin, your story is yes. um, is still being written. What an encouragement. It is. What an no encouragement. No kids yet, but we are just waiting on the Lord's timing. Amen. Well, we at Hannah's Heart will be praying to that that's end right. for Thank your you family. Caitlin, it was nice oh, to meet wonderful. you. Well, nice to meet you, ladies. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. Keep connecting with us um, for more. And um, we'll see you next week.